KMTT, Kinitzion Tetzei Torah, today's Thursday. We have the weekly shiur in topics in Hilchot Kashut, given by Harav Asaf Bednash. Today's shiur will deal with the question of cooking milk and meat, or for that matter, kosher and treif in the same oven. The Gemara in Maseches Pesachim, Daf Ein Vav, has a discussion regarding the status of kosher and tray food cooked together in the same oven at the same time, or fleshik and para food cooked together in the same oven at the same time. Rav and Levi disagree as to whether Recha Milta whether the fact that one food will absorb the smell of another food is halakhically significant. Does kosher food that absorb the smell of a treif food become treif? Does bread that absorb the smell of meat become fleshik? The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Simon Kof Ches of Yoridea that lechachila we are machmir that Recha is milta. We avoid cooking kosher and treif together in the same place at the same time. We avoid cooking milchik or fleshik with food that we want to remain pariv at the same time. Because, l'chachila, we don't want the smell of treif food to enter kosher, or the smell of fleshik food or milchik food to enter pariv. Bidyeved, if the smell was already there and we're in a situation where we would have to declare the food treif, we ignore the issue of reicha and if treif was cooked with kosher, we consider the food to be kosher yet. If bread was cooked with meat and then you smeared cream cheese on it, we would consider it to be kosher. There are many details regarding the halachot of reicha milta and this is not the forum to enter into them. For one issue conspicuously absent from this sugya is the question of cooking fleshik, milchik, pariv, kosher, treif in the same oven at different times consecutively. The Gemara only seems concerned with food cooked together at the same time in the oven because the smell is transferred, the reicha the Gemara is not concerned with kosher food and then tray food and then cooked in the oven today and kosher food tomorrow or fleshik today and milchik or parav tomorrow the Ramah explains in Simon Kofches that since the actual oven the metal of the oven does not have much of a smell therefore we're only worried about actual foods cooked together where a transfer of smell will occur. We're not worried about food cooked consecutively in the same oven. And all of the shas, and shulchan aruch for that matter, we never see a concern for fleshik and milchik or kosher and treif to be cooked at different times in the same oven. 
Nowadays, of course, many are very careful not to cook kosher and treif, or even fleshik and milchik, in the same oven. From where does this concern stem? This concern stems from the halachic issue, not of reicha, of smell, but of zeya, of the steam emitted by cooking foods. The issue of zeya comes up three times in the Shulchan Aruch, in quite a few simanim, including siman tzadi gimel and tzadi bet of Hilchot Basar Bechalav, we are told that a fleshic food cooking in a pot under a milchic pot cover or milchic food covered by a fleshic pot cover poses a very serious halachic problem because the steam inside the pot while the food is cooking will transfer the taste from the pot cover to the pot from the food to the pot cover etc. throughout everything within that pot and therefore since the pot fills with steam while cooking and we know nowadays they have some pots with a glass pot covers and you can look and see the steam filling up and causing little beads of hot water to condense on the cover that steam will mix and diffuse the taste of all the pot, the pot cover and the food cooking and therefore if one cooks fleshik and milchik with the same pot cover even fleshik this morning and milchik this afternoon your food will be treif similarly the Ramah in Simen Kofches mentions that if one bakes or roasts milchik and fleshik or treif and kosher under the same pan in a very small area covered by a pan as a cover, then if it filled with steam which condensed on that cover the first time and the second time, if, for example, one bakes or roasts treif and the steam condenses on that cover, that pan, and then later in the day one roasts kosher and the steam condenses on that cover again, then that condensation, that condensed steam will transfer the taste from the food to the pot cover, from the cover to the food. Therefore, the treif taste goes from the treif food into that cover. And the treif taste subsequently transfers from that cover into the kosher food and makes it treif. So when it comes to covers, it is very clear in the Shulchan Aruch that the condensed steam, thick steam, of something, cooking or roasting or baking, under a cover, will transfer the taste from the food to the cover, from the cover to the taste, and therefore, if one would cook milchi and fleshik under the same cover, one would have a very serious problem of basar b'chalav. However, these cases deal with pot covers, not ovens. The closest case we have to our contemporary question of milk and fleshik in the same oven is a tshuva of the rush, quoted by the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Sadibet, Seif Chet, which tells us 
מחבת של חלב שנתנו בקירו תחת קדירה של בשר, הזיעה עולה ונבלה בקדירה ואוצרתה. If one cooks milk, one is boiling milk in a pan, uncovered in a pan, and atop that pan is a pot cooking meat, the steam of the milk rises up and hits the bottom of that meat pot and traces up that meat pot and the meat cooking inside it. The rush learned this from a Mishnah in Machshirin. The Mishnah tells us that the steam emitted by liquids has the same halachic status as the liquids. If steam is emitted from tummy liquids, that steam is tummy. If steam is emitted by liquids which have the power to be machshir l'kabotoma, to give foods the status of being able to contract tumma, then the steam emitted by those foods has the same power. The rush reasons that just as within the laws of Tumavatara, the steam emitted by liquids has the same halachic status as the liquid itself, so too, when it comes to the laws of Kashrut, the steam emitted by boiling milk has the status of milk, and that, therefore, if that steam hits a fleshic pot, it will trafe off that pot. He's not certain about this, for perhaps if it hits a hot pot, the hot pot will not be able to absorb the taste of the steam. But he paskins, l'chumra, he paskins that the steam of milk is milchik, the steam of meat is fleshik, and if that milchik steam hits a par of hits a fleshik pot, it will make a trace. The Mishkanos Yaakov disagrees with the rush, and he argues that only regarding the laws of tumavatahara do we treat the steam emitted by a liquid as the same halachic category as the original liquid. But when it comes to the laws of kashrut, which depend on netinatam, the transfer of taste, perhaps the steam emitted by milk might have the halachic status of milk, but it doesn't have the taste of milk, because the steam consists mostly of water molecules, and not the other molecules which give milk its delicious taste. Therefore, the Mishkino Yaakov tends to disagree with the rush and with the psak of the Shulchan Aruch here and claims that steam will never be a halachic problem in terms of kashrut because it's not an effective means. Whatever, even though it may have the same halachic status as the liquid which originated it, it's not an effective means of transferring taste. That would be a nice kula. But lemase, we follow the Shulchan Aruch all of the other Akronim agree with the Psaq of the Shulchan Aruch quoting the Rush that not only does steam have the halachic status of the liquid it emerged from, but steam also carries the taste of that which it emerged from. Therefore, milchic steam imparts milchic taste, fleshic steam imparts fleshic taste. And, therefore, has the ability to trafe up a fleshic pot which it comes in contact with. According to this logic, 
in our contemporary ovens, when we cook milk inside them, the milk steam rises up and trafes up the roof of the oven. If we cook fleshic inside, the, or rather, if we cook milchik, the milchik steam rises up and makes the roof of the oven milchik. When we cook fleshic, this fleshic steam rises up and makes the roof of the oven fleshic. If we cook milchik and fleshic in the same oven, then first the milk steam will be absorbed into the roof of the oven, then the meat steam will be absorbed into the roof of the oven, and the roof of the oven will become basar b'cholav. We'll have the taste of both meat and milk, and we'll become treif. So according to this psak of the Shulchan Aruch, if one cooks meat and milk in the same oven, then one's oven is treif, because it has absorbed through the steam the taste of both meat and milk. Of course, we might ask if, in fact, the Shulchan Aruch tells us that cooking meat and milk in the same oven makes a trace. So why didn't the Shulchan Aruch ever actually get around to telling us don't cook milk and meat in the same oven? Why nowhere in the Shulchan Aruch is it mentioned that one should have separate ovens for meat and milk or have some other arrangement to avoid problems of bus of a in an oven? Why in the Gemara were they so worried about the smell of treif and kosher and milchik and fleshik when you cook two foods together in the oven. But the Gemara never told us that there's a problem cooking meat and milk even at different times in the oven because the steam makes the oven treif. This is a significant mystery. And I'd like to review a few different ways in which the Achronim deal with this mystery of why if the steam transfers the taste from the food to the oven roof above it, why the Shulchan Aruch never told us to have separate ovens for meat and milk and what the actual psak in light of that, what the psak halacha would be for our contemporary ovens. One approach is that of the Aruch HaShulchan here? Who tells us that the Shulchan Aruch is only discussing a case b'makom ha-mukaf b'makom galoy. Steam will only be thick enough. Zea will only be strong enough to transfer taste in an enclosed area where it has no place else to escape. If the steam is in an enclosed area, going straight up with no place to escape. He interprets the case of the Shulchan Aruch here, the, quoting the Chuv of the Rush, not as a case where the meat, where the steam of milk rose up in the air all over and also happened to hit a pot of meat. He says the pot of meat was right on top of this boiling milk, and there was no place for the milk steam to go except straight into this fleshic pot. So he says only in a tightly enclosed area where the steam has no room to spread out, then we say the steam will transfer taste. Then it is like the case of a covered pot where certainly we know that the taste of the food is transferred into the pot cover. However, the Archa Shulchan says, in our 
contemporary ovens, in our ovens where there is more air, our ovens certainly are quite large. There's a lot of room for the steam to spread out. Not only that, but there's a, a vent. All ovens have vents that draw out the steam and vent it into the open space of the kitchen. So in our ovens, no transfer of time would occur due to the steam because it has room to spread out. So according to the Archa Shulchan, the whole problem of Zaya only exists in tightly enclosed space where there's no room for the steam to spread out or escape. In our contemporary ovens, he says, where there's room for the steam to escape and spread out, there's no problem. We needn't worry the taste is transferred because of Zaya. The Archa Shulchan would certainly say that we would be allowed to cook milchik and fleshik in the same oven. Another approach is taken by the Imri Baruch in his commentary, rather in his super commentary, to the comment of the Dugal Mervava here. The Dugal Mervava adds something which is not found in the Shulchan Aruch. The Dugal Mervava says that if you boil milk under a fleshic pot, the milk steam rises up and traces up that fleshic pot and adds the Dugal Mervava based on the Magna Ram and Hilchas Pesach the milk steam rises up and transfers the milk taste into the fleshic pot, making that trace, and also transfers the meat taste from that fleshic pot back down into the milk and makes the milk trace as well. It is interesting to note that the Shulchan Aruch himself only said that the milk taste rises up and trafes up the meat pot which is above it. Never said that that steam brings down the taste from the upper pot and trafes up the milk below it. It seems very clear from the language of the Shulchan Aruch. And since the Ramah didn't argue here, we would assume that the Ramah and the Mechaber would both agree that Zaya, that steam at the very least in a large or open space steam in an oven only has the power of causing the taste of the food to rise and be absorbed into the roof above it but does not have the power of taking the taste out of that roof and transferred back, transferring it back down into the food below it This would make a great deal of sense, because after all, steam rises and does not descend. Steam is lighter than air and always rises. And even though the steam might condense a little on the roof of that oven, the assumption is in a large open area, the steam will not be tight enough and thick enough to condense and then start dripping back down into the food below it. Unlike the inside of a pot, when you cover a pot, 
that steam condenses on the top and then drips back down to the bottom. It goes in all directions, mixing together the tastes of all of the food, the pot and the pot cover. That's inside a pot. But in an oven, the Mechaber tells us, and the Rush tells us, the steam only goes up and transfers the taste from the food into the roof of the oven. But the steam does not go down and bring the taste out of that oven roof back down into the food below it. Perhaps it's not thick enough to bring out the taste from the roof of the oven, or even if it is, since steam is always rising and is not thick enough to drip down, whatever taste the steam absorbs goes up and never falls back down. If this is shot in the Shulchan Aruch, then this would be a second solution as to why we never heard in the Shas or in Shulchan Aruch that you need separate ovens for milchik or fle- and fleshik. Because, even though truth be told, if you cook milchik in the oven and then fleshik in the oven, the oven roof will become treif. If you cook treif in the oven, the oven roof will become treif right away. Who cares if the oven roof is treif? The oven roof can be treif, but the treif taste in that oven roof will never go back down and harm any of your food. Maybe it's fine to cook in a treif oven. The steam will go, treif up steam of milk, of meat, will go treif up your oven, but it'll never get the treif out of the oven back into your food. I mean, unless you take your food and stick it onto the roof of the oven, you know, take a loaf of bread and stick it onto the roof of the oven, that would be a problem. But assuming the normal way we cook, we put things on pots and on the racks, so even if the oven is treif, it will not be able to harm our food, because Zer brings the taste up from the source of the Zaya to the oven roof, but doesn't bring the taste of that oven roof back down. That seems to be the opinion of the uh, Shulchan Aruch, based on the tshuva of the rush. And according to this opinion, be no problem cooking meat and milk or even kosher and treif in the same oven. One could cook in a treif oven because even if the oven is treif, that will not harm your food. Uh, Rav Herschel Schechter of Yeshiva Rabbeinu Yitzchak Elchan in the United States is reported to Pasuk in this way, that there's no need to be makbed on milchik or fleshik or even kashrut of an oven, because even if the oven is treif, there is no mechanism for bringing the treif taste out of the oven into your food. However, the Dugal Mervava, in his commentary to this Seif of Shulchan Aruch, based on Magen Avram in Helchos Pesach, adds, says, not only when you boil milk under a fleshic pot cooking meat, will the milk steam go up and trafe up the upper fleshic pot, it will then go back down and trafe up the milk cooking on the bottom. The Dugalmer Vavas is of the opinion the Dugalmer Vavas is of the opinion that in a situation, seemingly in a situation 
similar to our contemporary ovens. The steam will bring the taste of what's cooking up into the roof of the oven and will also then become tray from the roof of the oven and bring that taste back down either just by the movement of the steam or by little condensed drops that fall down into the oven that fall down into the food will bring that taste back down and trafe up your food. According to this Dagomir Vava, if we cook kosher food in a trafe oven, the steam goes up, becomes trafe, and trafes up your food. If you cook milchic food in a fleshic oven, the milk steam would go up, trafe up the oven, become trafe itself, and go down and trafe up your food. Then we would have a serious problem using the same oven for milk and meat. Now, it's not 100% clear that the Dogomer Vava means to say this. The Imre Baruch, in his commentary on the Dogomer Vava, says, no, the steam only brings the taste back down in a very tightly enclosed area, similar to a covered pot. But in a big area, an oven with a vent, the steam only brings the taste up, but will not extract the taste from the oven roof and bring it back down. So the Imre Baruch claims that even the Dogomer Vava holds that in our contemporary ovens, the steam would bring taste up, but would not bring it back down again and harm your food. However, most poskim understand the opinion of the Dogomer Vava to be that even in contemporary ovens, if you cook meat and milk, the steam will bring the taste of the meat and milk into the oven and bring that basar of taste back into your food, and that will constitute a serious halachic problem. If so, then the mystery once again rears its head. So why didn't Chazal ever tell us? Or why didn't the Shulchan Aruch ever tell us to have separate ovens for kosher and treif? Well, okay, maybe they weren't dealing with someone who eats, cooks kosher and treif, but at least to have separate ovens for meat and milk. So the Prima Godim gives us a possible explanation. The Prima Godim, based on a commentary of the Rambam and his parish to the Mishnah, is of the opinion that only steam of a mashke, of a drink, has the same halachic status as that drink. But steam of a food, zeat ochlin enokimotan, Steam of a food has no halachic status. He interprets the Mishnah in Machshirin very literally. Only this special halacha, that steam has the same halachic status as its originator, only applies to drinks and not to foods. Therefore, he tells us that if one boils milk or water or such, then the steam would have the same halachic status. But if one cooks foods... Even if those, whether those foods be solid or liquid, one can cook a solid piece of schnitzel, or one could cook fry butter or margarine and it would become liquefied. Either way, the steam arising from foods is of no halachic significance whatsoever. If so, perhaps we can understand why the earliest sources were not so concerned with the use of an oven for meat and milk, or for kosher and treif, because usually one cooked foods in the oven and drinks. How often does one actually boil an uncovered pot of milk in an oven? And therefore, since the steam of foods is halachly insignificant, 
usually this would not be a halachic problem. Rav Moshe Feinstein, quoting the Darke Moshe, which is the commentary of the Ramah on the Torah, offers a slightly different approach. The Darke Moshe asked, how come the Poskim wrote that if you bake or roast under a cover, it is a problem if there was steam? Isn't it obvious there will be steam? And the Ramah answers that only when cooking liquids is it obvious that there will be significant steam. When cooking solids, there is usually not significant steam. There is usually not enough zay, enough steam to present to pose a halachic problem. And therefore, if one notices a condensation of steam when cooking solids, that would be halachically significant. But in 95, maybe 99% of the time, there will be no condensation of steam. There won't be such thick steam when cooking solids. And therefore, that will not pose a halachic problem due to the zeah. Rav Moshe Feinstein Paskins this way, and this is subtly different from the Primagodim. The Primagodim said that anything defined as a food did not have halakhli significant steam. Rav Moshe Feinstein, based on the Ramah, says slightly differently. It's not a matter of food versus drink, and it's not a matter of halakhli significance. It's a matter of liquid versus solid, and it's a matter of probability. Liquids probably have a lot of steam. Solids probably do not have much steam. Therefore, for Moshe Feinstein as well, we've solved our mystery. How come none of the classical sources tell us to have separate ovens for meat and milk? Well, because people usually cook solids in the oven. Often, one cooked liquids might be covered. People usually cooked solids, at least in their time. People roasted or baked solids in the oven. And solid foods usually don't have significant steam. We were worried about the weird case where perhaps it might have such thick steam that it condenses. Solids usually don't have enough steam to be of any halachic significance. These are, then, four solutions to the mystery of why no one ever told us until the later achronim that we need separate ovens for meat and milk. Again, the Orach HaShulchan tells us that in any open, wide space, the steam does not, is, does not pose a halachic problem. The Pashat Pshat of the Shulchan Aruch, as elucidated by the Imri Baruch, tells us that in a wide space such as an oven, perhaps the steam would have halachic significance in rising up and transferring a taste to the roof above it but it certainly was not thick and powerful enough to extract taste from the roof above it and bring it down to the food below. Third answer is the primigodim. Foods, the steam of foods is not halakhly significant. Fourth answer is that is Ramosha Feinstein and the Ramah, who tells us that solids usually don't produce enough steam to condense and be thick and be of halakhic significance. From these answers emerge three basic halachic opinions about the use of an oven for milk and meat. 
if one takes one of the first two answers, <coughs> either if one assumes like the Yorach HaShulchan, that in an open space, the steam accomplishes nothing halachically, should also be pointed out that Rabbi Yekiva Eger, in his comment on Shulchan Aruch there, seems to agree more or less with the Yorach HaShulchan. tells us that in an open space, it's only, it's not Me'ikar Adin, not strictly true that the steam has any halachic significance, although he is somewhat more machmer, practically. But again, if one believes the Aruch HaShulchan, that in our ovens, Tanurim Shalanu, the steam is not strong enough to have halachic significance, or one believes the Shulchan Aruch and the Imre Baruch, that perhaps it has halachic significance in trafing up the roof of the oven, but it will never get the trafe taste out of the roof of the oven back down into food then one could use one's oven for meat, milk, kosher, treif. Go to, go to a guy's house, cook whatever you want in his treif oven. There is no problem created by steam in modern day ovens. Of course, one can't cook treif and kosher at the same time because we're at the very least lechachilah that the smell, transfer of smell might be a problem. But as long as one is using the oven not concurrently but consecutively for meat and milk, there's no problem whatsoever. Many poskim, perhaps most famously among them, Rav Schechter of the United States. Poskim this way: If you talk the prima Godin's approach, or for the sake of simplicity, let's consider Ramosha Feinstein's approach, then you would poskim, as did Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein said, "Solid foods. You could cook milk. You can flayshik." solid foods as much as you want in the same oven because it's highly unlikely that any thick steam will emerge from them however liquid foods would pose a problem and one could not cook open milk and conflation liquid foods in the same oven therefore Moshe Feinstein Paskins that if one usually for example eats fleshic <coughs> Then, one should cook all flesh in the oven. One could cook covered milchic foods in the oven, because no steam will escape from the pot cover. One could cook uncovered solid milchic in the oven, but liquid uncovered milk should be avoided. Or if one usually eats milchic, cook milchic in the oven, and cook covered flesh or uncovered solid flesh but uncovered liquid flesh should be avoided. So if Moshe Feinstein takes a compromised position. One should not cook uncovered liquid meat and milk in the same oven, but covered or solid is no problem. The Minchas Yitzchak of Yitzchak Weiss, the Eid Haredis, takes a more machmer position. And he tells us that although the poskim tell us, the Ramah himself stated, as did Rav Moshe Feinstein, that solids generally don't produce much steam. Nonetheless, it seems to him that nowadays when we cook solids, that produces a lot of steam. Now, it is true, of course, that when one bakes a solid cake in the oven or other solid food, there is steam in the oven. The question is, is that thick enough to condense and uh, be halakhically significant? So the Ramah says not. But the Minchaz Yitzchak assumes that nowadays somehow... From our experience, we see that whether solid foods or liquid foods all have steam, which would be halakhly problematic. 
Therefore, he poskins that one may not cook uncovered milk and flesh in the same oven, whether solid or liquid. The only solution is to either purchase two ovens or to kasher the oven in between fleshik and milchik. What about the mystery of why Chazal and the Shulchan Aruch never told us to kasher our ovens between fleshik and milchik or have separate ovens? Okay, that mystery, the Minchas Yitzhak, does not solve. We have three positions then. The most lenient position of the Mechaber and the Archa Shulchan and the Imre Baruch says, cook fleshing and milk in the same oven, no problem. The middle position where Moshe Feinstein says you could cook covered food or solid food in the same oven, but liquid you should pick one, either only fleshik or only milchik, or kasher it in between, or have separate ovens. Minchus Yitzchik says both liquid and solid foods are a problem. One cannot cook uncovered liquors and or solid milk and meat in the same oven. One needs to either purchase two ovens or kasher the oven in between meat and milk. There is a <coughs> fourth shita as well, which is a compromise between the stance of the Orcha Shulchan and that of the Igris Moshe, which is fitting to end with this shita, because this is the Psak report in the name of Rav Lichtenstein, Rosh Hashiva of Yeshivat Haritzion, and also reported by some students of Rav Moshe Feinstein, although this is not what he wrote in his Chuvas Igris Moshe, some students report that this is how he paskined orally. We know that any utensil used for meat or milk within 24 hours has a fresh taste of meat and milk, which, if a fresh taste of meat is mixed with milk or vice versa, would constitute an isur da'oraita, a Torah prohibition. After 24 hours, however, any taste absorbed in an oven or pot or other utensil is tam lifgam, is a stale taste which is really of no halakh significance, and it is merely an iser dirabonon to cook milk in a fleshic pot or meat in a milchic pot or kosher in a treif pot after 24 hours since it absorbed that taste. Therefore, if Lichtenstein compromises between the Orach HaSholchan and the Igrot Moshe and Ramosha Feinstein. Within 24 hours, he is more machner. One should not cook uncovered liquid milk and meat in the same oven within 24 hours. Because perhaps, according to Ramosha Feinstein, one would end up eating basar becholav, which would be perhaps even asur min torah. However, after 24 hours, whatever food you cook in that oven will be kosher anyway. Just l'charchila, there's an iser drabanan to use milk and meat, milk utensil for meat or vice versa at 24 hour intervals. Therefore, when it comes to after 24 hours, where the worst that would happen is an iser lechachila midrabanan, Rav Lichtstein is mekel, like the Orach HaSholchan, and says, we needn't worry, you can do whatever you want, milk and meat in the same oven after a 24 hour interval, since the worst that would happen is just this iser lechachila midrabanan of using a 24 hour old kli, He's lenient like the Orach HaSholchan. So according to Rav Lichtenstein's compromise then, if one has two ovens, wonderful. If one has only one oven to use for meat and milk, then after cooking covered meat, there's no meat taste in the oven. After cooking 
uncovered solid meat, we needn't worry about meat taste. After cooking uncovered liquid meat, one may still cook covered milk, but if after covering uh, cooking uncovered liquid fleshic, one wishes to cook uncovered liquid milchic, one should either wait 24 hours in between or kosher the oven. In which case, in most circumstances, we could use our ovens for meat and milk. The only circumstance in which we would have to be more careful is when we wanted to cook an uncovered liquid fleshic dish in the oven. Within 24 hours of an uncovered liquid milchic dish in which case one would have to kosher the oven in between.